Good Hi. afternoon there. Good afternoon, Alex. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Good. Um, yeah, it's time to have another podcast. And, you know, one subject that comes up, and we're both obviously interested in languages and learning languages, and, and many of the people who listen to this podcast, by definition, they're interested <laughs> in learning languages, whether it be English or some other language. And uh, there was a discussion on our forum about, you know, uh, what are your motivations? I think someone, actually, one of our members, Link members from China said, what is your motivation for learning Chinese? Mm -hmm. And then there was a discussion about motivation and so forth. And, of course, most often you hear, you know, you should learn Chinese because you should. You mm -hmm. know, it's a bit like in Canada, you should learn French. And, of course, because in Canada we should learn French, in fact, very few people learn French because you should learn yep. French. So now it's you should learn Chinese because uh, the economy is growing and, you know, you might get a job. And, and does that really work? You should learn. My experience has been the exact opposite. Uh, whereas when I started, uh, when I was in elementary school, I was in Canada and we had French, obviously, mandatory French lessons. And when I was in grade seven, I moved to the United States. And from grade seven to grade, I guess grade seven and eight, I didn't do any language study. When I hit grade nine, uh, high school, then there was the option to take either French or Spanish. So I thought, well, I already have some background in French and I have to take a language anyway, so I'll just take French. And I'll say quite honestly, at that point, I really had about zero interest in French. It was just to kind of fulfill that requirement. So I spent four years at school learning French, and it really didn't amount to much. And interestingly enough, when I was in my senior year, that was when I started to develop an interest in Korean. So the four plus years that I spent in French, I don't even know. I mean, I guess we start here in like grade three or something like that, uh, resulted in, say, quite a small amount of actual practical knowledge and, and ability where four years in Korean brought me way up to you know what I would consider conversational fluency a great comfort in the language being able to express myself freely and that being said now that I I guess since about a month ago that I started going back to French I've progressed a lot more quickly than I ever did when I was in a class because that motivation is there to keep me going day after day. Well, why are you motivated to learn French now when you weren't motivated <clears throat> before? I would say two major reasons. Mm -hmm. One, I've actually now met French people, mm -hmm. as I mentioned in a previous oh, podcast. Oh, you've got in-laws now. Exactly. So my, right. my sister's husband is a native French speaker. He's from mm -hmm. Cameroon, mm -hmm. and all of his family speaks French. So I actually ha now have like face-to-face -face encounters with French people, and it makes right. it more real to me, right? rather than just a textbook, just talking to my mm -hmm. classmate next right. to me. And the other thing is that I have much uh, a greater appreciation for it. Mm -hmm. And I think that because now I've learned Korean successfully, mm -hmm. and obviously there's still more to do, but right. I, I know that it's possible. I have the confidence in it. So that then gives me the ability to say, I'm going to learn French and actually do it. So really, there's two things. The language itself becomes more real, and the act of learning a language or languages becomes more meaningful mm -hmm. because you've done it once. Uh, you know, I, I totally agree with this. That's why, for example, in Canada, where they want the kids to learn French, if they would let them choose the language that they wanted to study, kids, you want to learn Spanish, you want to learn Chinese, do it. 
Once a person has learned one foreign language, mm-hmm. they will have an easier time learning the second one because they have more confidence. The act of, as I say in my book, of, of converting yourself, transforming yourself into someone who can comfortably speak another language. Until people have done that, they don't believe they can do it. Mm-hmm. But now that you've done it with Korean, which is more difficult than French, yeah. <laughs> starting from English, I mean, no common vocabulary, Right. Uh, you've you got to tell yourself, well, French has got to be a piece of cake because mm-hmm. I did it for Korean. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, we build on success, right? Yeah. We build on success. And to be successful, you need motivation. So why wouldn't they let kids in school choose the language that they want to learn? Mm-hmm. Not because they say, well, we don't have teachers, we can't can't possibly have teachers for all these languages you don't need the teacher you need a teacher who teaches how to learn mm-hmm. because the resources for those languages are everywhere yeah. today on the internet exactly so they should have instead of a french teacher and a chinese teacher and a spanish teacher and a german teacher they need a specialist in the art of learning languages mm-hmm. using the resources that are available and so then uh, offer kids in grade two or three stories that they can pick up wherever and have them listening and and, and make the whole learning of languages an adventure mm-hmm. suited to, the, you know, the age level of the kids. Anyway, so yeah, motivation. Now, uh, so therefore, when people say, and, and people often ask me on my YouTube channel, you know, what language should I learn? Like, how do I know? <laughs> you know, you should learn the language that you're most motivated to learn. That should be the number one consideration. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think from my own personal experience, it's just... It, there's a huge difference between them. You know, it's, it's along the same lines of, should I study history or should I study math? Well, it's like, if you're interested in math, then study math. You know, don't... don't right. The only difference is in school, you don't have the choice. Like right, in elementary exactly. school, they want you to do history and math, so mm-hmm. you don't have the choice. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to languages, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, the vast majority of English-speaking kids in Canada don't learn French. So mm-hmm. obviously, it's not necessary. Uh However, any kid that goes through school and actually has a second language, he's in a, or she is in a much better position. Yeah, definitely. So any language, it needn't be French. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but uh, yeah, and of course there's a lot of hype now about Chinese, must learn Chinese, and, and I think it's silly. Uh, I know in, in, even in Britain that's the case. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I was once contacted by the, CB, by the BBC. They were doing a story on the sort of China Chinese fad, mm-hmm. and I wasn't available to talk to them, but I would have said, you know, learn whichever language you want to learn. If you want to learn Chinese, I mean, there's a lot of reasons to learn Chinese. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's, it's a fascinating language. It's a fascinating culture. It's one of the major cultures of the world. Not that you should only learn major cultures if you're interested <laughs> in, you know, uh, uh, Estonian or, or uh, you know, whatever, Armenian yeah. or some Mongolian to go for it. But uh, it's but if I'm in Britain, if you you want, you know, my advice on what you should get kids to do, I would go for a European language mm-hmm. because you're far more likely to have a chance to use that language. Yeah. But if you're interested in Chinese, go for it. That's fine. But if you're going to promote, certainly don't promote Chinese at the expense of other languages. Mm-hmm. Have them all equally available and let people choose. But if I were living in Britain, I would begin. I wouldn't begin with Chinese. I would begin with French or German or Spanish. Right. And then once I have this confidence, then I could move on to Chinese. Now, you are proof of the reverse. <laughs> you chose not to bother with French, although French is an official language in Canada. Right. You took on a much more difficult language for you as an English speaker, Korean. You achieved a very high level in Korean. So 
let people do what they want to do. But mm -hmm. you know, it, it, we shouldn't be saying you kids must learn Chinese, mm -hmm. must learn French. I'm totally against that. <laughs> well, it's it's I mean counterproductive too because right. as soon as you say you must, then there's right. resistance from people. I know that from the experience of my own kids where I tried to get them to learn languages and that that was the kiss of death. Yeah, exactly. It's like these uh, immigrants who are desperately want their children to speak the their own language. Mm -hmm. And uh, often they feel guilty and they certainly make their kids feel guilty if they don't learn the language. And some kids want to and some kids don't. But to, for the parents to make the kids learn the language, for the parents' sake, mm -hmm. I think that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Now, some kids say, gee, I wish my parents had insisted, you know, that I, you know, <laughs> I learned Chinese when I was a kid and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. But in fact, you were if you were fighting it, it's like piano lessons. If you were yep. fighting it the whole way, there's a reason why they gave up. And so I still get back to this idea that anyone can learn mm -hmm. at any age mm -hmm. once they're motivated. Yeah. So... If they don't want to learn Chinese, if you're Chinese background and you want your kids to learn Chinese and they don't want to learn Chinese, they want to learn Spanish, let them learn Spanish. And one day they'll learn Chinese, yeah. maybe. Yeah, so that's exactly. But uh, yeah, all this motivation and, uh, of course, you know, in my own case with Chinese, it's not like I all of a sudden woke up and said I wanted to learn Chinese. Mm -hmm. uh, it was part of my job. I was assigned to learn Chinese because Canada was about to recognize the People's Republic of China. Mm -hmm. and and the government needed Chinese speakers. But, so, you know, the trigger was uh, work-related. But if I saw people around me who didn't like studying Chinese, mm -hmm. they were Chinese language students like me. Mm -hmm. They were resisting it at every step of the way. They were saying, why did the, you know, in Chinese, to say, uh, are you going? The Chinese say, you go, not go. Mm -hmm. That's the structure. You go, not go. Tomorrow, you go, not go. Like yeah. nothing changed. <laughs> Very basic. These guys were saying, like, why do they say it that way? Isn't that stupid? Mm -hmm. How can you react, you know, to a language? <laughs> That's how they do it. Maybe the way we do it in English is stupid. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, neither is stupid. That's just how it is. Yeah. So the trigger can be professional reasons, but if you don't develop a motivation beyond the necessities, the, the sort of uh, practical uh, uh, need, if you don't aren't able to cultivate some interest, some enjoyment, you aren't going to succeed. Mm -hmm. So you, you, it may be that the trigger is job-related, uh, but you need f more motivation than that in order to succeed. Right. And that brings up an interesting question then, too, of there are a lot of companies in, in foreign countries who want their employees to learn English. And so uh, from what I know, like I have some friends in Korea who are kind of in this situation where... Their companies are providing tutoring sessions for them in all sorts of different classes. And <clears throat> the funny thing is that those friends that I have, their English level is consistently declining because they're simply not, they don't have that passion for it or that interest in it. So it all comes down to, you know, this something that you put before them that nobody really genuinely wants. Right. But then the question is, I mean, obviously teachers would like to succeed. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure this is the, the thing that all teachers look for, is how can I turn on, how can I motivate, how can I stimulate, how can I excite uh, my, my students? What's the answer there? I mean, it's, that's the problem, really. Yeah, it so, is, and, and particularly in a professional situation where you have employees 
who know they should improve their English for work and they maybe even get a bonus if they achieve a certain level in English, which is all very artificial because these levels are quite <laughs> artificial. But And still they can't force themselves to do it. I know English teachers, Canadians who have gone to Japan, mm-hmm. taught, uh, you know, uh, corporate uh, you know learners and these guys can barely stay awake in the classroom and and if they stay awake in the classroom <laughs> guaranteed they don't do anything on their own yeah so they're not going to learn mm-hmm. what do you do how do you get around that yeah and that's the interesting question too I mean I think it really you bring up a good point of the teachers who really do want to motivate their students and uh, you know those are really the best kinds of teachers but it's something that's so much easier said than done uh, and I guess for my friends, when they ask me, you know, what can I do to improve my English or whatever, uh, my my main suggestion is to find something that you find interesting. Mm-hmm. And what I found with Korean was as soon as I went away from the typical textbook where it's just the same thing over and over again, it doesn't really apply to me, to then putting it in a context of something that I'm actually interested in, in English, mm-hmm. and kind of slowly switching that over to Korean, that's when it became interesting for me. So I really like music, so when I started to uh, not just listen to Korean music, but actually like look at the lyrics, read through it, learn it through that, that was motivating for me as well. Um, and when I actually picked up books on similar topics that I like, like technology stuff, that, you know, I'll read that stuff all day in English. And so in Korean, it was a bit more of a struggle, but at the same time, it's like, well, I want to know about this. 